One thing about this proxy war between Ukraine and Russia is that it hasn't got a bad enough antagonist in the form of Russia that can create enough chaos and potential Armageddon. So hopefully the USA are amping up aggression with China, particularly if those Chinese are doing anything at all with terrifying balloons. Guy walks up to me in a bar, says, what do you think about Russell Brand? And I'm like, eh, he's alt-right. Get it? He has this bin around him now. You could just shove him into the corner if you don't like the things he's talking about because he's alt-right, especially if you're on the left and you love MSNBC and CNN, then it's just super easy to put Russell Brand in this box and push it over there. And you never have to really listen to what he says, even though he is landing on the exact agenda, Agenda 21, that I've been talking about since 2008 when it came to the film Esoteric Agenda. When I said there will be smart cities, that technology and AI will take over the legal system, the track and trace and surveillance system, and that smart cities will be where the predominant amount of people live, and there will need to be some kind of world events that push people into these areas. How in the world are they getting this agenda from the international level down to the local level? Well, they've got a plan for that too. From the environmental side, you have an organization called the IUCN. The International Union for the Conservation of Nature. Been in existence since the United Nations was created. It's not part of the United Nations Charter. It's a scientific advisor to the United Nations. Through the IUCN, such programs as ecosystem management, American Heritage Rivers, the Clean Water Initiative, the Endangered Species Act, and all the rules and regulations of the EPA, U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, the U.S. Forest Service, the U.S. Park Service, and so forth. They also discuss property rights in this particular document. They say that property rights are not absolute, they are not unchanging, they are not inalienable like our Constitution and the Declaration of Independence of the States. In a biocentric approach, says the IUCN, the rights of nature are defended first and foremost on the grounds of the intrinsic value of animals, plants, rivers, mountains, and ecosystems, rather than simply on the basis of the utilitarian value or benefit to human beings. Nature's needs comes before man's needs. It goes on to say, even worse, people are then members of a community of beings, like human beings, living and non-living. It's not hard to imagine that if you believe that humans are the cause of all the Earth's problems, that we're overpopulated. This episode, I'm going to be talking about Agenda 21. But first, I want to show you this article that is almost a year old, and it has to do with the Ukrainian conflict, and it has to do with something that Larry Fink from BlackRock has been saying that goes directly in line with the Smart Grid agenda and Agenda 21. Let's check it out. BlackRock CEO says Ukraine invasion could be used to accelerate the use of central bank digital currencies. The CEO of BlackRock, one of the biggest investment corporations in the world, thinks that the war in Ukraine and the events surrounding it could be used to accelerate the adoption of digital money controlled, big, big important point here, controlled by central banks. In a letter to shareholders sent on Thursday, Larry Fink wrote that this could prove to be one of the outcomes of the war that are currently by and large under the radar. According to Fink, whose company manages $10 trillion worth of assets, countries around the world will be reevaluating what he called their currency dependencies. With the onset of the war, the U.S. and its allies added Russia's central bank to their list of entities targeted by sanctions, which brought about a surge in transactions on centralized Bitcoin exchanges in both Russia and Ukraine 
and in both of their currencies. Reports interpret this as a realization that stablecoins, cryptocurrencies whose market value is pegged to a fiat currency or gold, etc., can provide safety for assets and a way to evade sanctions. The BlackRock CEO's letter shows that the trend of major financial players starting to take cryptocurrencies seriously continues. Born out of the 2008 financial crisis, this form of money was treated with distrust and even derision for a long time. But now Fink writes that BlackRock's clients are becoming increasingly interested in both cryptocurrencies, stablecoins included, and in the blockchain tech that underpins them. And for that reason, BlackRock now considers centrally controlled digital money as an emerging class of assets that the corporation is studying in a bid to serve its clients better. Now, we're not even going to get into who's the client of BlackRock that it's really serving, because we could probably imagine that this is the cream of the crop of the financial elite. So the clients in question are the ones that go to the World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland. The very important point here that I'm pointing out is, at first there was distrust towards cryptocurrencies, right? But now we should look into them a little bit more. But every single time they just kind of gloss over, it should be controlled by a central authority. This is the big point of why I'm making a money film with Tim Pool. Everything that we're talking about that is going to be an issue has to do with who gets to create money, who controls its flow, who gets to say no more if, let's say, I go and I post something online and now we have a system where central bank digital currencies connect my social media to my bank account who has the right to tell me, stop talking, Ben, or you're not going to be feeding your family much longer? The central banks, of course. This is the biggest problem, and this is actually the reason why cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin and further on stablecoins after that have come about. Because of centralization. Now, I'm not saying there's no reason for anything being centralized. Obviously, there's certain reason to have centralized authorities for some kinds of scientific experiments for some kinds of contractual agreements. It actually works to have something centralized. But when it comes to money, the centralization of money has been since the very dawn of money, which goes back at least 10, 12,000 years to the dawn of agriculture, centralization has been the biggest problem.